This is Shannon Lingren, and you're listening to Legalist Rainmaker Podcast, where we interview attorneys at top law firms about how they made partner. Today on the podcast, we have Brian Berkeley, a partner at Fox Rothschild in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Brian specializes in complex commercial litigation, and we'll find out how he built his book of business and made partner. And Brian, thanks so much for for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Shannon. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So to start here, uh, give us a little background on the firm you're currently working at and more detail on, on the cases that you focus on. Sure. So I work at Fox Rothschild. We are a large, full-service national firm, um, about to be over 900 lawyers coast-to-coast with 27 offices. I focus primarily, as you mentioned, on complex commercial litigation, a lot of cases on trade secret claims, as well as have experience with many domestic and international arbitration matters. I'm primarily on the defense side, but have handled cases on both sides of the V. And uh, how long have you been partner uh, at your firm? Uh, just over okay. a year. So, so very new there and perfect for our listeners as associates uh, to, to learn from these experiences that you recently went through. So do you mind starting at the beginning of becoming partner and, you know, bringing in clients for your firm? What's the, the first major case or client that you brought in and, and the story behind that? Sure. So the first uh, client that came, it was actually serendipitous. It was about six or seven years ago, and it was someone who uh, I went to law school with and actually um, played sports with in law school. He became a general counsel of a mortgage company, and he had a a large breach of contract matter that he needed assistance with. So he reached out and gave me a call, and I was able to staff it with the right attorneys, including myself. And that started a, a, a relationship that has continued on from there. Um, in which we now represent that client on multiple matters today, including two pending class, uh, one class action, one collective action, as well as other um, potential disputes. That is a client that I would say has grown, uh, that I've grown along with and someone that I've had a long relationship with. Wow. And uh, bringing that client, not just for, for one case, but, but cases in the future. Did that help with your advancement to be in partner? And, and do you remember that moment? Yes. So I made partner at Fox. Um, and it was a great moment, of course, as, as it is for, for every lawyer that makes partner. Um, it, it, and certainly the book of the, the, the ability to bring in business, I think, played a, a significant factor. Um, but I, I think that the main reason I I was able to move to the next level was because of the work I was doing. But I do think that, um, particularly for folks that are associates now, firms are, are, are of course, looking for the demonstrated ability to bring in work. But if you're doing the right things uh, to bring in work, I think that will push you a long way. And what advice would you have for them as they're just now beginning to work to become partner? Um. So the advice I'd give as a, to a first year, second year, or third year would be different than the advice I'd give to maybe a fifth, sixth, or seventh mm-hmm. year, right? Yeah. So for the first, second, and third year, the advice would be twofold. One, your primary focus should be developing your skills as a, lit- as a lawyer. Um, for me, particularly, it would be as a litigator. Um, 
that should be your primary focus. Uh, not so much, um, at least in the, in the law firms I grew up in, uh, not so much you're bringing in work or at least certainly the type of work you'll be working on throughout your career. I think for the, as a young lawyer, you really should be focusing on your skills. That's point one. Point two, though, is that you should, however, be spending time maintaining the relationship you already have at that point as well as developing new relationships um, because you'll, you never know when you'll get that call from the, from, as I did from your friend from law school who um, gets in a position who can hand out legal work that make is a right fit for your firm. And so I would maintain relationships, however you do so, right. Whether it's having lunch, going out for drinks, whether it's just staying in touch by email um, whatever fits for the particular relationship. But I think those those two things are the things I would focus on as a young lawyer. And then if we're skipping a few years down the road and you're a fifth-year associate, uh, what advice would you have for them? So at that point, I would start spending a, a little bit more time on finding a process by which you are are working contacts. So I would start developing a list of folks that you, at that point, it'll be a little clearer which folks may have the opportunity to send you business either immediately or in the future. And I would start keeping track of my contacts with, uh, with those folks. Um, also, at that point, you should be probably at least getting a sense of, of an expertise that you're developing, whether it's in a particular area of law or a particular industry. And I would start focusing on marketing that to your particular contacts. Um, so it's, it's taking what you would be doing as a first, second, and third year, year and adding a little bit more meat to the bone, so to speak, and spending a little bit, quite frankly, more non-billable time on business development than you would on your first, second, or third year. Right. And you mentioned becoming an expert in something and, and focusing on that. Uh, how did you decide uh, what to focus on. And do you have any advice for associates on them deciding kind of what industries to be in? Sure. So um, <laughs> it's interesting. So I, I go back and forth on that particular point on how much you need to be an absolute expert. Um, but to answer your, your, your specific question, the areas in which I have a particular experience and really drove what I focused on, right? So I have had the opportunity to work on a lot of cases that um, find themselves either in arbitration uh, domestically or have um, worked on a lot of non-competing trade secret cases. So um, that my experience on cases um, just kind of fed off of each other. Um, and so I continue to develop an expertise in those areas. But, but in terms of the industries, um, I will say that a lot of it has been focused on just the particular context I have um, and then finding an industry that I'm interested in based on those contacts. Yeah, and, and playing on who your clients are and and uh, what their need is obviously helps develop your skills in, in those areas. Um, what key things do you do to sell yourself to clients and also to, to sell your firm? Well, I... At this stage of my career, I'm selling, well, really at any stage of your career, what I think you're selling is trust. Um, and what only changes, I think, is how you sell that trust at different stages of your career. 
So at this point of my career, um, which may be different than 10, 20 years from now, what I really focus on are the folks that I think I have a very strong, trusted relationship um, with the particular person who may be in a position to send business. And so um, what I do is I nurture that relationship. And that means staying in touch, obviously, um, asking them questions about what needs are they looking for, you know, what, what, ne- what legal needs may, may they have. Um, also helping them out in all different ways, not just in the legal way, but any, any type of help that an individual may need, uh, whether it's being connected with someone else in a different industry, an, an accountant, or um, maybe if they're looking for moving from one job to the next, um, giving them a, a good referral. Um, so that it's really focusing on the relationship I have with an individual as opposed to selling myself as the best commercial litigator in Philadelphia. I think as you get older and you get more experience, you can start focusing more on telling folks that they can trust the big case with you. At this stage in my career, I focus more on the folks that I already have a trusted relationship with to sell that. Um, and then in terms of the firm, I use I leverage the relationship I have with my folks to uh, connect them with someone at my firm who may have the particular expertise that they're looking for if it's not me. So I guess our, our final question, and is there anything, you know, that you see associates doing that you think, you know, could be worked on as they're uh, trying to become partner? Yeah, there's three things I would say. First mm-hmm. is that um, what I wish I did more of when I was younger was maintaining relationships with people um, that I had good, strong relationships with. 10, 12 years ago, uh, you know, we all get very busy uh, day in and day out and we sometimes lose touch with folks, not, not through any reason other than the fact there's only 24 hours in the day. Um, you need to carve out that time. Second is that, um, I would, I would emphasize patience. Um, and I can't emphasize that enough. I think it is hard. Um, it does, I think, change when you get the partner title, and so you got to be patient, I think, when developing work. And really, it is going to take, for some folks, years. Sometimes it'll take just a couple of weeks or months, but sometimes it takes years. Um, and then the third thing I would say is that, um, you know, as an associate, I was very focused on how many hours I was working. I think it's important as you, as you get older as an associate is to really take ownership of your non-billable time and make sure you're using it and make sure you're using it to further your career. You're not going to be able to develop business if you focus solely on billing hours as hours as you can. You do have to do work that is really, as I look at it, billable time for me. And so that's, that's the third thing I would emphasize for folks who are associates looking to develop work. It's, it's nice to have someone on the podcast who, you know, has gone through it so recently and obviously had huge success with making those relationships and, and building their books. So thank you so much again, Brian, for being on the podcast um, and sharing your, your wisdom with us. Uh, you're welcome. Anytime. All right. Thanks for listening. Legalist is a tech-driven litigation finance firm that helps lawyers get paid. Rate our podcast and give us a review wherever you find your podcasts. See you next time.